Abner Maris is a world champion boxer, Olympian sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Maris, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man he is. They talk about things like the state of boxing, Abner's journey from a kid on the streets to boxing champ, and being a husband and a girl dad. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Maris wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. And then everyone said, Jabroni. Jabroni. J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z-A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter. You spell Jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner. The man who will undoubtedly be the most obnoxious podcast co-host in the history of podcasts for the next year, the incomparable Jeremy Loss. Jay, (laughs) go to hell. What is up, my dude? I've been waiting 10 years for this day. Uh, I had to sit through three... Uh, Warriors championships, three Giants championships, two, and, and, and countless other things. So you know what? Let me have this. Last night was glorious. The Lakers put the smackdown on the Heat um, in a defensive clinic. I mean, I don't think I've seen a, a, a title game that lopsided in quite some time. I mean, that was it was a uh... drubbing. It was it was pretty rough to watch given how game five went. It was such it was so close, a little back and forth, especially the end of game five, which was super exciting, just really, really fun to watch. And for game six, which honestly wasn't that surprising. I think the Heat laid it all out in game mm-hmm. five, and that was their best shot. Their best shot was to win it with several Lakers mistakes down the stretch and a missed wide open Danny Green three. So yeah, it was what it was. Jimmy Butler absolutely had nothing left in Game Six. He was he had, exhausted. And you saw that at the end of Game Five too. Him just bent over, just gasping for air. And but hey, this we we called this at the beginning of the what feels like two years ago now. But at the beginning of the season, we predicted your stupid Lakers would win the title, and here yeah. we are. Here we are. Did you happen to see that that video that Worldwide Wob put out where it's like a it's like a supercut of the entire year. And I'm like, holy shit. Like some of these highlights feel like they were from like five years ago. They're legitimately, they were fr- some are legitimately from like a, a calendar year ago. Yeah. It's wild. So it's crazy. Uh, very happy that the Lakers won. I can't wait for next season. I don't think it's going to start until at least like late January. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's, it's going to be a while, but the thing that has no off season professional wrestling. So, we're going to get into it. We got, a lot, we got a lot to talk about on today's show. But first, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review and our Spotify people. 
hit us with that follow and help us climb those Spotify charts. Yeah, I really need that uh, that Spotify bag. I lost some money tonight on DraftKings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need um, it. So anything you guys can do to help us. I know the DraftKings is not a sponsor, but you know what? I had I had some money there, so I thought, let's give it a shot. Uh, make sure that you also follow us on social at 2 Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Your boys got the Alexa Bliss retweet tonight. Huge, huge. Both our huge. phones. Both our phones were blowing up. And it's not because we're too people with a lot of friends it was just because alexa bliss retweeted something from the show which then blew up uh the notifications on our phone so go check that out it's on alexa bliss's page if you don't believe us it's there right now yeah 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 and our 1.4 million followers are now being exposed to the two jabronis with wrestling podcast brand there it is so shout out alexa bliss make sure you guys follow us on social uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss, and you can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And also, don't forget to subscribe and like our YouTube channel. It's Two Runners with a Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Get those views up. Look at my stunning Laker gear. This is a 2001 NBA Finals hat. You know, just oh, one of the greatest teams in NBA history. Oh. I got my Magic Johnson jersey on tonight. I'm feeling good. So make sure that you uh, subscribe to that YouTube channel. Look at all this great stuff that I'm wearing. I can't wait to get that that uh, championship championship shirt, the um, the cartoon one with all the all the players. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah. Also, the black one is pretty clean. Mm-hmm. 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 There's also like there was one that like Lakers was in like cursive here and a 17 underneath. Look, look, you know, man. I wish I could revel. They have great in, merch. I wish I could revel in your stupid championship gear. Uh, but I've got a lot of it from 2015, 2017, 2018. So maybe we can uh, we can find some common ground on there one day. But for now, we've had enough basketball talk. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> and it is now time to stick to wrestling. And we should talk about it. I think we should stick to wrestling. And for this week's Stick to Wrestling, we are talking anything and everything wwe draft because that took up all of wrestling twitter the past what was it four days i feel like since friday so it a lot of moves have been made uh we have we have a big question about the draft as a whole um probably later on in the show let's wait till after the ad read to talk about that because there is that to start we'll talk about you know the uh the wrestlers who have kind of switched sides and stuff that probably has piqued our interest, stuff that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go from there. But some some interesting moves have been made. The first one that I did want to talk about is Seth Rollins, the former, formerly Monday Night Messiah, now going to Friday nights. I don't know if he's going to become the Friday Night Messiah or if he's going to find some other form of He'll be alliteration. the savior of SmackDown. Savior of SmackDown. You got to keep the alliteration. You know, that's that's very, yeah, it's very mean, marketable. It's very marketable. I like it. So I was I was actually really, really happy that he was moving to SmackDown because I thought, hey, cool. Get him off of Raw. Get him away from, from Buddy. Get him away from the Mysterios. And then they just so happened to bring everybody over with him. So right, right. And maybe I could I could talk about this more later, but I just felt like if you're going to do that, if you're going to move Seth Rollins, who is quote unquote, one of your like a players on raw, like you have to get him away from the storylines that have really dragged him down the last few months and and getting him away from the Mysterios would have been a huge help for not only him, but the Mysterios because 
they're like just drowning right now. Nothing is working. It Buddy was- desperately needs to get out of Seth's shadow. I, I know that they're like they're trying to do this feud between them, but I feel like it would benefit Buddy if he's on Raw and Seth's on SmackDown and they can just be their own people, you know? So I was a little I was really happy when they initially announced that Seth is going to SmackDown because it opens up the possibility of getting a Seth Roman. Maybe we get oh, Seth yeah. and Roman together again since they're both heels. That's what I was. No, that's what I was. Inter- so I once he was drafted to SmackDown, I had two frame of thoughts. First was obviously Seth and Roman linking up again in, in some form. Maybe not a full Shield reunion, but like you said, they're both heels. So it just kind of makes sense now to partner them together in some some way. Um, obviously, Roman is going to run the top of the show, um, and then maybe Seth at some point turns on him and he becomes face and then they can have their feud. But the other thing I was thinking was, and I don't have the numbers right now to back me up on this. And maybe after we get off here, I'll check the YouTube numbers. But if we look at the YouTube numbers of the Seth Mysterio and buddy stuff, right? Like that feud or love triangle, whatever you want to call it. And if you, if they're doing numbers on YouTube and they're bringing that to Friday nights where, more than arguably, the ratings are much more important for SmackDown than they are for Raw because USA is married to Raw regardless, right? Fox, right. We've, we've talked about this a lot on the show. Fox kind of has this thing over SmackDown where they can, at, at any point, they can, be, they can say, we're done, we're good. So this may just be a small ploy to bring those ratings which I'm sure we're doing decently on Raw to SmackDown and bringing it to a different set of eyes, a different night, a different channel. And I, so I don't know if that's actually true. That That's just my hypothesis in terms of why they brought everyone over. Because I'm with you. Bringing Seth over when I heard that he was one of the first picks to head over, loved it. Immediately was in, started fantasy booking him and Roman. But then once the Mysterios came and Buddy came, kind of felt like old hat you know and, and that was yeah, just a little bit so bummed. i actually i actually just pulled those numbers up when you were talking so looking back at it Aliyah mysterio pleads with seth rollins to spare but murphy has 1.8 million views there you go in comparison Huge. mustafa Aliyah revealed as retribution's leader has 2.6 million uh both good numbers seth those rollins are both good numbers though very good numbers seth rollins gives murphy an ultimatum has 327,000 views Murphy demands an apology from Seth Rollins has 444,000 views. Um, Dominic Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo versus Seth Rollins and Murphy has 894,000 views. So, I mean, they're doing decent views outside of that Aaliyah one, which did great. They're doing decent views on, on, on YouTube. So I can see that, that logic of like, Hey, let's get this over to SmackDown. I just don't like the fact that like the purpose of the draft is to reset. You know what I mean? Outside of the select storylines where they're doing a Hell in a Cell match where you absolutely have to have a blow off there. The draft is used for a reset. And for me, again, I'll talk about this more later. It just felt like they just shuffled the cards and then just moved storylines to different to different uh, episodes or different shows without really doing any kind of a reset, like a hard reset. So I was a little just underwhelmed by that. Yeah, Um, I think. What is all ultimately opens up the possibility for, and I would fucking love this with every fiber in my being, 
is if they had Seth Rollins join Roman with Paul Heyman, they became a, a, a new faction with Paul Heyman just kind of pulling the strings. And they just went and just ran shit. And Seth became Seth, Seth becomes IC title champ or IC champ. Roman's a universal champ. And they win the tag belts. Oh, yeah. Just kind of like a heel faction who has all the belts. Kind of like a pseudo evolution type of deal, but with two of the biggest players in the game. I'd, I'd be end with Heyman. Again, Heyman makes everyone legit. So they would get so much fucking heat when they came amounts. back. Like yeah. when people came back, I think that would just be a money play on SmackDown because I mean, they need something to spark the interest. And yes, they have Sasha and they have Bailey still, still, but like, man, if they were able to just say like, Hey, Seth Roman, we're going to give you every single belt. We're going to want you to run the show and just be the biggest assholes you guys can be. And I think they would just make so much money off of that. I, I, I don't think that's off the table, though. Right? I don't think that's necessarily off the table just because the Mysterios and Buddy are following along with Seth to SmackDown. I think that's fully on the table. Like It, it, it just has to be. It makes too much sense. There's too much history. They've made too much money on the Shield and Seth and Roman being together previously why wouldn't they run that back in a different format with Paul Heyman? Like it, it's just kind of there. I don't think they pulled the trigger on it this early. Right. I think they're, they're pro- I would honestly wait until like the rumble kind of like the new calendar year to pull that grenade pin. I don't think they make that kind of a move like that drastic of a move until people are coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Because but- the pop for them, the pop for them coming back as a heel faction with Heyman would be insane. It, it would just be nuts. Could you imagine that visual, though, where Roman's got the universal belt, Seth's got the IC belt, and they're wearing the, the SmackDown titles. Oh, it's the SmackDown tag. It's titles. an incredible Man. visual. And, and, like and Heyman, then Heyman's just sitting behind them. Just a shit eating grin. So, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, I'm a thousand percent in on that idea, and I hope it does happen. And I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on some of these feuds just being switched over. And they're not the only ones, right? Like that—that's just one example. But yeah, but let's 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 also talk about like the biggest, like one of the biggest things that came out of this. that came out of Friday specifically. Is this idea that they needed to split up the new day, and then right. they needed to split up heavy machinery? Obviously, it's like the new day heavy machinery, but like you separated one of the greatest factions of all time for what and you separated a tag team that was beloved by a lot of people for what you know like i get that they want to push big e and they want to give him a singles push but do you have to split the new day up for that i mean so i watched a little bit of talking smack after friday after that that all happened and woods came on because obviously he was asked about it and he said the New Day isn't splitting up. We're just on different brands. The New Day is still a faction. There's still a unit. Two of them just happen to be on Raw. One of them happens to be on SmackDown. Because I so they're in a long term relationship, long distance relationship. Absolutely. But well, yeah, long distance. But when you look at it, they're all still in the same freaking arena. They're all in the same freaking space. So that's not just because they're on different nights. I don't know if it means as much like the brand split right now uh, because they're all literally emanating from the same building so everyone's there Mm -hmm. all the time i don't 
I think if Raw and SmackDown were on separate traveling tours, they don't dare split up the New Day. I think there's too much money behind the New Day and what they bring, just from a merchandise standpoint, right? Like they've been among the top sellers of merch for years. And despite Woods' injury a year ago, that has not faltered, right? Like their their popularity is insane. I think they're able to do this now because they will find some way for them to go between both shows and still be the New Day and keep their merch sales up, keep them as as a unit together, but separate. So it'll be weird. I agree with you. And this this honestly just adds to your point that we're saving for later of what the hell's the point of the draft, right? So I say yeah, that. Yeah, it's just like, and also like, I just, I don't see, like I get your point. Like they're in the same building. It doesn't really feel like they're like technically separated, but like they are in a sense. Like you're going to get, uh, Xavier and 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 Kofi on Raw specifically, and then you're going to have Big E on SmackDown. Like, sure, I just don't see, like I just don't see the need to split them up entirely because you want to push Big E. Like, I know that's the whole reason they're doing this. You know, they're yeah. doing it because they want to push Big E as a single star. Who, by the way, E E looked legitimately upset. He was fucking pissed when they announced. Also, did you notice on his on his trunks, he said, "Your boys on on uh, cameo." Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's he's trying to get in i love last, it man he's trying to get those last minute dollars in before they uh yeah they and then it's like with with heavy machinery like i know that otis is mr money in the bank and i can't believe he's like i i still don't understand what they're doing with that but like what are you gonna do with tucker like he's got nothing it th- this hurts tucker so much because from everything i've read from everything i've heard vince is a huge otis guy right of course and, i is. mean which is obvious he is the freaking money in the bank holder this is not. This does not bode well for Tucker because heavy machinery was great, but let's call a spade a spade. Otis was the big reason, no pun intended, that that team was over, right? Like that. That was it. Tucker's awesome. He's great, but without Otis, I don't know. I, I hope I'm wrong. I genuinely hope that I'm wrong and that he finds some success as a singles guy. Um, or they repackage him as something else. But, man, th- that split really did not do him any favors. And I think for Otis, yeah, I, he's I, fine. I know that he's going to a show that's three hours long, but I don't see how he can get time on TV unless yeah. he's, like, a part of Raw Underground, which I'm not even sure they're still doing consistently. Like, right. So, well, I think the, big, just, the biggest side, I didn't mean to cut you off, the biggest thing for me is that if you're going to split heavy machinery up, I can kind of understand that, but why not flip them? Put Otis on Raw because him and Mandy are still together through storyline, right? Yeah. So why would you keep them apart when that was one of the most over storylines like for the past couple months? That one makes even less sense to me. So she referenced it tonight on Talking Miz or whatever that, the Miz TV, whatever it's called. Um, and I think that's going to be like the storyline as to why they're separated. Like that's a thing, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't make any sense. Like it's over. Why don't you just keep it going instead of separating it and like maybe trying to play a storyline where like Mandy is cheating on Otis or something like that. I don't know, but like, it's just really weird. Um, the rest of the first night of the draft kind of was chalked in my opinion. Like, yeah, I like, I, 
actually really love this of moving Bianca Belair to SmackDown. SmackDown's women's roster is bone dry. So might as well put Bianca there and maybe Bianca could be right after this Sasha Bailey feud that runs its course. Like Bianca needs to have something. They were doing those vignettes for her on raw two weeks ago. Right. So I think you bring her over to SmackDown. She's got a lot of star potential. I think that's great. Um, I like Ricochet is is staying on raw to continue this, this hurt business feud. I mean, obviously tonight, he was going to join if he lost. He didn't lose. So that's a thing. And then Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are legitimate tag team. They have, I'm not sure if you noticed, but like they have new intro music. It's a combined intro music now. Like it's Dana Brooke and, and Mandy Rose. They are a thing. So I can see them winning the women's tag belts here soon. Which I don't really understand because they were drafted separately to Raw. And then there's just other people who are drafted together. There's no. And look, calling for they consist- weren't even drafted. Like they weren't even drafted to Raw. Mandy got traded, and well, Dana Brooke was like a player to be named later. Well, no, no. Then during this actual draft, Mandy got oh, redrafted yeah, right. to Raw on Friday, which is right. just like it again. That I, I guess what I was saying was asking for consistency and logic from WWE is. It's a it's a stupid thing to ask for, right? It's just and, and like it was it was super funny that Big E kind of even called them out on Talking Smack on Friday when he you know it was it was the new day and Sami Zayn and Big E put it perfectly. He's like, Sammy, you're asking for logic from this company. And it was it was a very snide remark. It was very side. It was under his think, breath almost. So kind of. Side note here: Do you think they are shooting on Talking Smack, or do you think that's fed to them? Uh, I think they're sh- I think they're shooting more so than they are being fed what to say. I think because it's on the network, it's more yeah. documentary, more behind the scenes than it is storyline. Right? I think there's still is I don't though? I don't I don't think it's like when you're seeing the Undertaker documentary and there's a clear distinction between Mark Calloway yeah, yeah, yeah. and Taker. I think Talking Smack and whatever the after show for Raw is, I don't think it's that black and white. I think it's like a 70-30 um, shoot storyline. So I think there's still aspects of a storyline in there, but I think they are shooting for the most part. That's, See, I that's don't think feeling. they are. Like, I, think, I don't think there's any way... Vince would allow that to happen. I know it's on the network and not a lot of people watch it, but like I think it's 100% used as a storyline tool. Um, and they're being fed like, hey, we're going to try to treat this like a shoot. Like we're going to come across like a shoot. I don't think they're... I, I, I'm assuming Big E is not happy about being separated, but like I'm not sure he would like voice that but he, uh, but he kind of, I mean, he kind of was on Friday, to be honest. Like the three of them were, I mean, they were fine. Like they, they obviously weren't going to show full disdain. Like they're still getting paid and stuff like that. But I think E, especially when he's done talking smack, he really hasn't held back all that much. If he's, because the, you know, this last Friday was an example, right? He was, saying logic doesn't really exist in this world or in our world or with this company mm-hmm. when 
he initially started his singles run. He was a guest on there with Miz and Miz was telling him, you know, you need to be more serious. And he just cut it out with the goofy shit rolling down to the ring, like Ralph from the Simpsons. And he was like, why? And he like went off. So there's these, there's pieces of it where I'm like, yes, they could probably use that for a storyline. They can use people saying like, E isn't serious. But then there's also these, this raw emotion that comes out during these interviews where he's being big. He's he's being himself. And that's why I think these after shows are still, I think they're more shoot than they are because I think, look, WWE has nothing to hide. We all know now this is storyline, especially when it's on the network. So do I think this is a tool, you know, to your point that they can use for further storylines? Absolutely. But do I think it's all for that? No, I think there is an aspect of let's see who these wrestlers are once the lights are kind of off. And they're less bright. Yeah, I just I think it's I think it's a really well done aspect of adding a little bit more to storylines and making it seem more real than it actually is. But who knows? Um, Circling back to the draft here. So tonight on Raw, I don't think there was any real surprises. You know, (laughs) I take that back. There was a surprise. Retribution was drafted tonight. (laughs) <laughs> Why are you drafting a freaking organization that wants to tear down your brand? I do like, though, how they were a third round pick. They were like, we're going to draft you, but we're going to tank your value. <laughs> yeah, we're not taking you in the lottery. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you t- why are you taking this organization that wants to tear you down? Why is this organization even in the draft pool to begin with? So that was a little funky. The fact that they went before Keith Lee was weird. The f- uh, like Matt Riddle is now on Raw, which I thought was funny considering Seth Rollins saying he would no lo- he, he wouldn't want to work with him. Yeah, which is weird. Like, so I think that was legit because the amount of people that I, like the amount of stories that I read about like how much heat Matt Riddle has backstage because yeah. he doesn't shut up and yeah. like he always talks shit is astounding. Like there was a story going around where like Brock Lesnar went up to him and said, "Man, you need to just stop like." talking about me or tagging me because like there's no way we're going to do business together right and and seth is one of the more likable guys backstage right he's not yeah he wants to work with everyone he's he's freaking putting over dominic mysterio right now literally like a rookie to the to the game and he's like yeah i'm putting you over you're gonna look great and for matt riddle for him to be like uh he could go to raw for all i care is it, it was pretty damning it was pretty alarming and obviously there's yeah. There's there's some other stuff around Matt Riddle that you know has or hasn't been cleared, um, you know, in, in regards to the speaking out movement. But it's 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 cra- so like when I'm looking at these draft picks, right? It kind of gives you an idea of where they stand on the totem pole, if you will, with Vince with WWE, and for Retribution, which by all accounts has been in a lot of main event storylines, right? Like they close out raw a lot. They've been a huge part of both shows up until recently when they were moved to raw and for them to be drafted after Jeff Hardy, after Matt Riddle, Braun Strowman, Charlotte Flair, Randy Orton, and the fiend, a little funky, a little funky about where they think that's going to go. And, and it just so happens to be after the week where probably retribution stock is at its highest. When last week, everyone was like, Oh, Ali? Hell yeah, we're in. It, so it's just, again, where, 
we're taking shots a little bit at WWE for lacking a little bit of logic and consistency, which is an uphill battle in of itself. But man, it, it, and this again, Keith Lee after Retribution, what? Like Charlotte Flair going in the first round, she hasn't been on TV in months. Right. Alexa Bliss is doing the best work of her career, and she goes late in the third. Third round after Keith Lee, Retribution, Lacey, Keith Lee, yeah, after, Alexa Bliss. By the way, Lacey Evans goes in the fourth round. Uh, you know who didn't get drafted? Andrade, Zelina Vega, the Riot Squad, Lana. Who won the battle royale to be the number one contender tonight <laughs> for the Natalia. Raw? Yeah, for the Raw Women's Title. Yeah, Natalia, who I texted you earlier, they need to stop trying to make Natty happen. So, like, if they don't want to keep her as a free agent, that's fine with me too. Um, is, it's 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 weird, man. It's and it's, then like Shorty G and Lucha House Party got drafted like in the middle of the day before <laughs> the show. The supplemental so, draft. They went in the supplemental. Yeah version of this. Alistair Black got drafted after Titus O'Neil. Why the fuck is Titus O'Neil getting drafted? The man hasn't been on TV Titus in months. O- oh my god, he was. Uh, sixth round for the for Raw. Titus O'Neil, Peyton Royce, and Akira Tozawa. That's a hell of a... Carmella, wow. who you just spent like weeks promoting on SmackDown with, with her Emelina style vignettes, and you, she goes second to last. So it's just a little funky to me. I don't understand this. Um, I oh, want to take a minute to Apollo, hear from our sponsors. Well, hold on. I, Apollo Cruz is on SmackDown now. Wow. That went yes. really under the radar. But yeah, no, let, let's pay some bills. I'm sorry. Let's pay these Yeah, bills. let's pay some bills. So let's take a moment and hear um, a message from our friends over at Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And before we get back to talking about more about the draft, let's take a break. Talk about our friends over at Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. 
All right, so the, the next part about the draft that we wanted to talk about here is something that you texted me about earlier today, which I thought was an interesting point and could lead to more interesting conversations. I, I, you know what? You texted this to me. I'm going to let you say it because I don't want to put words in your mouth. And then I'll The respond. draft sucks. There it is. Like, it sucks. It's terrible. Like, I understand that, like, back in the day, it was a lot of fun. Because they used to do it like an actual draft. Like they'd have people in the background. Like you get the reactions. Like they'd have different GMs. And the whole process was a little bit more entertaining. And that was just fucking stupid. Like we're, we're, we're seeing Stephanie come up, read like five names. And there's little to no reaction. I understand there's no fans. But like even before this, there was little to no reaction. Like the, the wrestlers would not come out. The storylines aren't shifting in a way where it's consequential. Like, literally, they just moved the entire Seth Rollins storyline to SmackDown. They're moving the entire uh, Fiend storyline to Raw. Like, they're just, they're not making the shifts necessary to really make it a thing. And it's like the superstar shakeup all over again, where you're just getting these things where it's like, okay, great. Now, if I want to watch Seth Rollins, I, I can go to SmackDown and watch the same thing I've been watching for the past four months. So, I... I really want this to be something where like, oh, it's the draft. Shit's going to be like, sh- like it's going to shake up like crazy. Like we might see the universal champion go back to raw. We might see the WWE champion go back to SmackDown. Like that's the kind of stuff I want to see because I want to see new matchups. I want to see fresh storylines and I'm not getting that. Like we're still going to get Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre for another three months because they're on raw together. We're going to get, the Hurt Business versus Ricochet for another three months because they're on Raw together. Like the draft has lost all of its luster because they refuse to do anything that's even remotely interesting. And the way they present it now is fucking dull. I don't care for Stephanie coming out and reading one fucking name. Like I want to see it like it was a couple years ago or even way back in the start. Have your separate GMs come out, do the announcement, have everybody in the back, have them react. We all know that that Undertaker meme where he reacts to getting drafted oh, yeah. and he's just looking like, what the fuck? Like, that stuff sells. It's great, yeah. Stephanie McMahon coming out and saying, Raw is drafting the Fiend. And she says it in her most absurd voice. Doesn't do anything for me. So this sucks. I don't want to see it again unless they absolutely redo it. Bring, like, I'd much rather see the superstar shakeup, which was terrible, than to see the draft again. And that is my that is my TED talk. That was <laughs> that was your little diatribe, <laughs> huh? No, no, I'm I I understand your point. I, I I really do because it it hasn't been like the past couple of drafts haven't been. To your point, you used a great word there. I thought which was consequential, right? Where you're like, oh, this is really going to shift the landscape of all of WWE. Now it's just you're just transferring a storyline from Monday to Friday or vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I I totally get that, and that, and I actually do agree. I think I think the concept of the draft is still good. I think the execution of the draft has been putrid to horrible over the past couple of drafts because of what you said, right? Like th- there hasn't been there hasn't been those moments where we care, or 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 why should we care? They don't they don't give us that. I so. Do you remember there was a there was a period there where the draft kind of went away? I think it was yeah. around 2016 where they brought it back. And I remember I had just changed jobs. I had just left Bleacher Report. I was starting a new job. 
And I was in a place where they didn't really care about wrestling like they did at Bleacher Report, you know, where I was like around you and everyone and Nofflet and, and everyone else. And there was like, I remember on Twitter, just kind of in the office, it was just, hey, did you see the WWE's doing this draft thing? And it was just weird because at that time it felt like a big deal again. And the, what? That was what, four years ago or so. And it, yeah. it lost its luster pretty quickly. And look, I'm not, I'm not here to make excuses for WWE. I think right now with the current situation of both shows are literally shooting from the same building and will probably continue for the foreseeable future. Like that, that does hurt the brand, right? Like this brand split essentially means nothing because when they were traveling on different sides of the country or going on different, different stops, like that actually meant something because you knew there was a literal physical divide between the shows, right? They were mm-hmm. traveling in different places when you, uh, so I think they just need to execute it better. And and now there is a little bit of a shuffle. This wasn't a hard reset. It, it's now not a hard reset anymore. It's just a shuffle. And it's like a su- the superstar shuffle, which you alluded to earlier, isn't great. I'm, I'm still kind of into it because it does give opportunities a little bit near the, near the top of the card. Like, look, Roman and, and Jey Uso are still going to do their thing at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Right? After that, Seth Rollins is now there. The, you know whether that's a few like Roman he still has he still has his storyline that he has to work out now. But I think like if they I, were able to like, I, but I all think, right, we're I, cutting this off. But aren't those like stories? They're kind of now they're allowing them to wrap up at Hell in a Cell, right? Because Roman obviously isn't going to just go into a feud with Seth or Rey Mysterio or uh, or whoever else has moved to SmackDown. But has to face Jey Uso, right? So he's got to he's got to put put a bow on that. Then why not wait to do this after Hell in a Cell? Well, I mean that's a whole other conversation, which I totally agree with. This this just feels mistimed. It feels a little rushed. Yeah. Like if you want to, if if they're gonna like, if the thought is okay, we're gonna use this to reset, which it should be, then just wait till after the pay per view to do it, and then that way you can say like, okay, we've done everything. Like we've really like because we're at the point now where every storyline has been outside of maybe Roman and Jay has been run into the ground, like legitimately run into the ground. Yeah. And so, and that's why I, I am a little bit, at least of a fan of this because look, <laughs> they, uh, they've run, they've literally run Seth and the Mysterios into the ground. Quite literally. That's been going on since the pandemic started. And yep. it it might continue for the next few weeks because of where they they're both on the same show now. I do think there is a at least an avenue there, or at least a lane where those two parties, once this feud is over, can move on. On Raw, I just didn't know where that was because they they burned the Seth Drew storyline really early. They burned that right after Drew won the title. Seth was the first guy, and so th- there was that. Now I think there's avenues for them now that they're both over on SmackDown for for things to be literally shaken up and, and to be moved. I don't it, it was never going to be an immediate change. It was it was never going to be an immediate oh we've got some new stuff happening. So I, I'm fine with that as long as there's groundwork for it to happen, which I, I do think there is now. That's so that's that's where I'm at. I mean, you're more optimistic than I am, but I try um, to be. I try to be. I mean, to go back to your point about like the the brand split i don't think the brand split has really been significant since they did away with the separate pay-per-views 
once they start bringing the pay-per-views back together, that's when the brand split just kind of lost all of its like luster and all of its yeah. cachet. Because when you had the separate, separate pay-per-views, you could really lean into to individual SmackDown storylines, individual Raw storylines, without having to worry about like, oh, we have a pay-per-view coming up and we have to we only have so much time so only these certain paper, these certain feuds are going to get the time you know what i mean like they could do like i remember shit like alexa's first title run at smackdown was i think in large part due to the fact that they had the separate pay-per-views and they can really invest in something that wasn't yeah quote unquote like like wasn't really thought of like nobody really expected alexa bliss to get a lengthy title run uh going into SmackDown, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think there was a, a huge benefit to that. And I think now that they've really done away with the, the separate pay-per-views and they've really condensed everything, like only the main storylines can get some action there. It's just the brand split just kind of lost everything to me. So I, I think the most disappointing, and we'll wrap up on this. I think the ma- most disappointing aspect of this, this draft for me was the fact that NXT really wasn't involved. And we kind of knew that that was... should have been, too. That We kind of knew that that was the fact because of they, they listed everyone who's available. And the only one who kind of moved over from NXT, quote-unquote, but he really wasn't, was was Davakato, right? Like he's on Raw Underground. Now he's officially on Raw. And I just think having NXT in there is a possibility. And I know Triple H talked about this... I believe on a conference call last week or the week before where he's like, you know, we're, we're still a separate entity. We, we want to do our thing. And, but do you like people are going from NXT to raw and SmackDown all the time on a non draft week. Right. So it's it, again, it, this just, I guess is a lack of consistency and a lack of continuity with how these things work. And you know, the move, the moving from NXT to either raw or SmackDown. Sorry, my, my camera fell off when I was readjusting here. It's also kind of a lack of like reading the room in a sense. Yeah. Because I don't think they realize, and they should have, as how much of like a shot in the arm having NXT introduced into Survivor Series really was. Oh, And huge. how much it really saved them going into the back half of the year. And I think if they were like, oh, like people really love NXT. And if we're able to take talent that's maybe not being utilized all that much on Raw and SmackDown, bring them back and rejuvenate them like we did with Finn Balor, you know? And we can bring up talent that is maybe run its course on NXT. Like, I know that we all love Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa as being NXT for life. But at the same time, like, how revitalizing to their characters and to their careers would it be if you saw Johnny Gargano show up on SmackDown? You saw right. Tommaso Ciampa be thrust into, I don't know, the uh, a feud with Drew McIntyre on Raw. Like that stuff would just revitalize every single thing. And you'd be able to bring down an Apollo Crews and put him on NXT, maybe get him in the North American title picture. You may be able to take Kevin Owens and bring him back to NXT, get him back in a feud with Finn Balor, like he was rumored to do a couple of years ago. Like I think there's opportunities to do these three things and they're so close minded to the aspect of like, we're, NXT is the feeder system. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, I think they just, they dropped, they fumbled the bag so hard with this NXT thing where like they could have really done something special. Like with Rhea Ripley and at WrestleMania, that was a massive fumbling of the bag. Like 
you have a star making option opportunity here and you have her lose to Charlotte Flair because like maybe she didn't want to go over, like she didn't want to put her over or whatever. And you have no long-term storyline there. Like they've just completely fumbled the bag in terms of like really finding ways to elevate NXT, elevate that talent, rejuvenate all the brands and also like rejuvenate NXT. So they don't get their ass whooped by AEW every Wednesday night. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bummer that they did forget about that and have been a little bit short-sighted, if you will. Because if you look at it, if you look at Survivor Series and what the potential matchups can be, right? If you just look at the champions, right? The main champions. are So these all be triple threat matches, obviously. The triple threat match for the main title holders is Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, and Drew McIntyre. Good God. Good That's God. money. That's going to be... money. Now, now let's go to the secondary championships. You have Damian Priest, Sami Zayn, and Bobby Lashley. Money. Money. That 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 that's just crazy to me. And the, the tag titles, holy shit. Brizango, New Day, and Street Profits? Come the on. The women's match would the women's be one match. of the greatest matches. Like EO, are you kidding me? Uh sorry, EO Alska and Asuka Bailey. and Bailey? Are you joking? Yes. So, so, like, just when you look at it on that surface level, it's crazy that they've overlooked NXT for for this. Where, look, the draft, that word in of itself will always cause a reaction. Will always cause your ears to perk up a little bit, no matter how jaded you are as a wrestling fan. You're like, oh, okay, I'll check this out. So it, it's just a bummer that they missed out on that. You know, and look, I, I'm not saying EO needs to be drafted to Raw. I'm not saying Finn needs to be drafted back to SmackDown. It's just. Like undisputed era is just chilling right now. Like yeah, like there's there's so much talent in NXT that if you brought them up to Raw or SmackDown and you gave them some time, would be excellent. Like Rhea Ripley would be excellent on SmackDown. Rhea Ripley and would SmackDown be, needs a and she's proven so, that. Remember do you do you remember the reaction she got leading up to WrestleMania on when she showed up on Raw? Dude, she was the hottest thing going, it and they amazing. fucking murdered it. It was like amazing. I don't understand that. Like that is one of the things that I just can't comprehend. How do you drop that one? It is sitting in your lap. You have a twenty-something-year-old superstar who is killing it, and you just cannot get out of your own way. And it's just like it's one thing after another. So I'm getting heated. And my son is making we, a scene right now, so I, we gotta we gotta here. wrap yeah, it up. Yeah. So make sure that you, you guys subscribe uh, and um, follow and like our YouTube channel at Two Brothers with Wrestling Podcast. Make sure that you um, um, follow us on social at Two Brothers with Wrestling or Two Jabronis Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Make sure you follow me on on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss, and you can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review in our Spotify people. Hit us with that follow so you can help us climb those Spotify charts. All right, everyone. Thank you, as always, for listening in on our draft coverage. We will be back later this week with more wrestling talk as always in the meantime keep staying safe keep staying healthy if you can stay home if you can't 
wear a mask, uh, wash your hands, and always and forever, Black Lives Matter. All right, everyone. And don't forget to vote. We're getting so close to the day. Vote, 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 vote. vote. Absolutely. Vote, vote, vote. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.